Hey guys, and welcome to another podcast. I am back. So I know I was gone for a little while, but uh, I had a lot of things going on. I went on vacation, uh, actually twice in a row. Um, And today I'm going to be reading another segment for my story, The Technoluminescence Dragon of the Mystic Realm. And I really hope you guys enjoy. So here's the story. The dragon took an enormous breath and spewed fire from her jaws straight at Illyn. He rolled swiftly to one side, dodging the flames and the heat that spilled over the stone chamber's floor. He darted around the room, dodging dragonfire and looking for a place to hide. He had a strange idea and sprinted behind Vanna. She turned around faster than he could see, whipping her hair around his face and said, So you play dirty. He smiled sheepishly. The dragon couldn't breathe fire at Vanna, could it? Vanna gave an almost imperceptible nod, and the dragon bathed the whole room in white-hot fire. Vanna stood in front of him, untouched and unscathed, and so was Illyn. The worthy are untouched by certain dragonfire, the silver dragon rumbled. And if I hadn't been worthy? Illyn asked timidly, still carefully checking himself for burns. You would have burnt to a crisp like the others, Vanna said coolly. Crisp? Others? He stuttered nervously. There have been others seeking advice for centuries. Some are worthy, some are not. He nodded absentmindedly, thinking about the off chance of him being burned to a crisp. Now tell me about this king, the dragon rumbled. Ilan recounted the entire story, not missing a detail. When he was finished, Vanna and the dragon exchanged glances. We have to, the dragon began. No, we can't do that again, Vanna said sternly. But... No. Yes, that's final. The dragon rumbled. Vanna crossed her arms and glared up at the technoluminescence dragon with contempt. Do what? Ilan asked timidly after a moment. We need to change the king's mind, make him see the truth, the dragon said, casting a glance at Vanna, who rolled her eyes. We were told this was our last quest before we should go away. Vanna nodded reluctantly. In the meantime, you must be starved. Vanna... Could you fix up a feast for our guest? Several hours later, after multiple courses of delicious food, Ilan collapsed in a thin mattress laid on the floor in the back room off the cavern. It was lit by white and yellow glowworms that shone like the midday sun when they were awake. The next day, the three of them would set out the way Ilan came and try to convince the king to let Ilan free of its debts, as well as to change the heart when it came to dealing with prisoners and so-called criminals. Ilan was fast asleep before his head hit the pillow. The next morning, the shining light in the room awoke him early. There were no windows, but the glowworms that hung from the ceiling were blinding. He stumbled groggily out of the room, pushing open the stone door on its invisible hinges. The cavern was empty. There was a beam of sunlight filtering through the small tunnel that led to the cavern he was currently in except it was no longer a small tunnel. A huge, gaping hole stood in the place of a tiny shaft. It was jagged and open, and the misty air poured through, along with the smell of the forest and deep, rich soil kicked up by a large creature. He was suddenly much more awake. Had they left without him? He peeked out of the cave and poked around in the damp dirt and small shrubs. He eventually spotted a huge footprint that he assumed was the dragon's, and smaller set of human footprints that looked like Vanna's. 
Yes, they had left without him. He immediately set out following the footprints and parted trees caused by the dragon crashing through the undergrowth. After about an hour, he reached a set of fresh footprints and increased his pace. He was gaining on them. After another half hour or so, he was able to see them and sprinted along the remaining distance to them. What did you leave me behind for? He said between breaths. We said three hours after sunrise. You woke up later than that, so we waited a bit and then left, Lon said with a shrug. Time is of the essence. You should be learned to be more prompt, said the dragon. He couldn't believe these two. He took his place alongside Vanna, and they walked in silence for the majority of the trip. When they reached the outer stretches of the city, they began attracting attention. Farmers along the road dropped their tools in the middle of their work to stare at the passing dragon, her glorious garden, guardian, and the ordinary Ilan, son of Olin, towering from all the stairs in attention. They soon reached the castle, as the day was growing dark. It had taken Ilan many days to reach the Mystic Realm, using about the same route. But there had seemed to be a special thing about the dragon. She seemed to make things around her bend to her will. It terrified Ilan, but it was quite convenient for travel and other sticky situations. They neared the doors and pondered how to get inside. The trio conversed a little and then settled on, the, on a practical conclusion. They said nothing, but Vanna approached the guards, and after one look, they swiftly, swiftly stepped aside and pulled open the huge wooden doors for them. Vanna stepped through the door first, the dragon followed, and Ilan came last. King Argor was sitting proudly on his gilded throne when they entered, and he cast a withering look at Ilan. Somehow had the audacity to return without the technoluminescence dragon in a net. The dragon rose up to her full height and opened her silvery mouth to deliver an inspirational speech. But before she could get out a single word, King Argor called out a single word. Guards! And hundreds of guards streamed out of the sides of the chamber. They were heavily armed in dragonscale armor with huge pikes and longswords. Dragonscale was especially offensive to dragons as it was made of scales of actual dragons. They were clearly intended to attack her. They put up a valiant fight. Vanna unsheathed her knives and up sliced down her opponents as easily as softened butter. The dragon gave a mighty roar and unhinged her massive jaws and bellowed out an enormous jet of perfect purple fire, which enveloped the room in heat and light. Unfortunately, the soldiers who were completely covered by dragon scale were unharmed, which left most of the army still standing. Ilan tried his best with the sword that Vanna tossed him, but he was never particularly strong, nor had he had training from a swordsmaster. Soon the guards pulled out ropes and nets weighted with heavy rocks. They swarmed up and around the dragon and bound her with the ropes, which rubbed against her skin, leaving ugly red burns. They threw the nets over Vanna and Ilan, who tries. They threw the nets over Vanna and Ilan, who tries they might to slice through the thick ropes encasing them were eventually dragged away by the castle guards. The dragon was a nuisance for the soldier who had captured her. She breathed fire and grated her metallic claws against the hard wooden floor, leaving huge scratches in the expensive material. But it was no use. Eventually, she too was dragged away mercilessly by the guards. So I hope you enjoyed my story. Um, there will be a part three in which this will wrap up. 
But um, again, I hope you enjoyed and um, I hope you're looking forward to more podcasts, even though I haven't been making them for a little while. And I'll see you on the next podcast.